This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Yeah, Jen's out this week, so it's the Answer All-Stars. All this week, it's Whitman and Hewitt and Prager and Medved and Elder. Let's spin the wheel of Answer All-Stars. All right, the wall uh, the wheel comes up on Don Dix. See the wall. I think of you and the wall, you know, build that wall because you're a big build the wall guy. I am, actually, and we had a, a Customs and Border Patrol uh, representative on the Jen and Don show to talk about the wall. You know what you should also have is a like a potluck dinner to raise money for building the wall. Or I have a great idea, Don. If you want the wall so badly... Um, you know, you were in, uh, you know, we're going to talk about our friend David Ortiz uh, shortly. He's very successful. Uh, you were in that field, very successful. I'm sure there's a few dollars stocked away. Why don't you get out and uh, send your share to the White House or probably address it to the Congress since they, uh, they, they do the spending. And boy, do they like to do that. And send them a check and say, my portion of wall expenditures. And then a little post-it note, if you need more. Just ring me up and put your phone number there and, and just mail that overnight it so they get it. You know, Do you know a, what? It's, it's funny you should bring that up. But yeah. Why is because it funny? I, I'm, I'm being deadly serious. Because I do that every April 15th. You send extra? I send my taxes, which include extra because taxes are extra in the first place. Right. I take a very, a very conservative constitutional view of our income tax system, and I believe that it was inappropriately enacted in the dead of night, but that's a conversation for another day. That is a conversation for another day, but it's, uh, but the wall came out. I didn't even intend to say wall. That's I was, okay. So well, it's fine. It's I, funny look at, I look at you and I think of the wall. You just, you just happened to come up with that, and I just happened to have interviewed a Customs and Border Patrol agent who who is deployed in the sector where those test walls are being built and he happens to be one of the people that was uh that was recruited to test the wall by shimmying can you climb it can you defeat the wall which one of these walls can you defeat right it's basically like trump has basically got these federal agents doing uh his own version of battle of the network stars on the border wall in mexico you know who can get over the wall you know it's like uh what is what is that program where people run that gauntlet of these bizarre it's called um it's an abc show and yeah i used to watch it, it has a one word title and it's called, uh, I used to watch it all the time. It's a great show. But uh, do you Can't remember, think of it remember, rate, yeah. remember Battle of the Network Stars? I do. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. And uh, because Trump is very clear in saying, look, uh, we will have a wall system. We'll have uh, fencing. There might be some fencing. Because in some areas, the terrain is, uh, it's impossible to now, build a wall. It's not possible. Now, being the entertainment mogul that he is, that should have been turned in talking about getting extra money that should have been turned into some sort of a reality program, sell commercials and use that money. You know, can uh, maybe maybe you take uh, individuals that are in jail right now, these drug mules, and you uh, turn them into contestants and sell commercial time and use that money that's sold in order to be able to build the wall. I don't know. There's all kinds of ideas here. Yeah, you know, I, I think maybe you're thinking a little too much about it right now, but... <laughs> But uh, you, you it, have that effect on me. I'm glad your brain is moving so fast at 7:11 in the morning. We understand the president is going to uh, today, perhaps or tomorrow. Uh, we don't know the exact uh, time of the travel to Parkland to visit the school. We mentioned last hour that he'll be visiting with the victims, uh, those in the hospital with family. Right. 
family members of, of those uh, who were taken and first responders, uh, teachers, faculty members, etc.? Yeah, there, there's all kinds of news breaking around this. 30 minutes ago, the New York Daily News is reporting that this individual bought his AR-15, they're calling it AR-15, three days after getting kicked out of school. That's the timing that is being now reported on his acquisition of this weapon. So he was expelled only three days ago. And I understand that, is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. He bought his, he was expelled, I uh, believe, last year, but he bought the weapon three days after being expelled. Oh, okay, because I thought he was expelled last year. And then yes. uh, uh, last year, we understand his mother died in November or sometime in the autumn, and he was living with this family that took him in. Again, as we mentioned yesterday, that family had uh, no idea. They were uh, presented as as shocked as anyone. Mm, they were this, a little blindsided by this. But. Yeah, I I think that's but shouldn't have been given everything we're now learning about this guy. I'm not saying they fell down in their responsibility, but it sure seems like this guy was a known quantity, both the police and his, his friends. The shooter, Nicholas Cruz, who confessed to being the gunman in Wednesday's deadly Florida school shooting, according to Fox News. And according to his arrest affidavit, claimed to authorities that voices in his head told him how to carry out the ambush that left at least 17 people dead. That, according to ABC News, law enforcement sources referred to the alleged voices as demons, according to the outlet, and said the shooter, 19, claimed that they told him what he needed to do to launch the deadly assault. This is uh, these the again, these details are emerging. Another one has to do with the uh, 911 record that the Broward County Sheriff's Office is now uh, revealing. Apparently, uh, this this uh, the shooter and his mother, Linda, had been fighting over paperwork needed for uh, the high school student to get an ID card. Uh, There were it's it's hard to believe 30 five times the sheriff's department was summoned to the home via 911 calls um throwing items out of control ran away from home couple that couple all of that with the story that we told yesterday about him having had a chat in 2017 with the fbi after some alarming social media posts were attributed to him they never actually connected with him that chat was with the guy that reported the uh alarming posts on a youtube video unfortunately the fbi was never able to connect the dot between the quote-unquote nicholas cruz that was in the comment section with the real life nicholas cruz understood that's that's unfortunate it is unfortunate uh okay so we continue to follow again president trump is going to uh take a trip to parkland you said the vigil they're holding for uh students and family uh last night maybe you saw the turnout if you happen to see it on television with the candles it was quite beautiful to look at and overwhelming too i might add absolutely yeah a lot of people there um it was estimated over a thousand i think really it was quite a turnout it seemed okay as oh you know what i want to tell you now coming up at eight o'clock it's uh the answer all-stars because jennifer horn is on vacation so they decided to have the answer all-stars and have uh you know some of uh, your favorites come in and sit down and do the morning answer with me at eight o'clock get ready oh yeah whitman <laughs> and dennis prager oh yes oh yes 
Yes, the crowd goes wild as they imagine the the uh, legendary Dennis Prager, the the standard bearer of conservatism and ethics and all that is good philosophy. With, yes, with the lovable liberal, that little that little smart mouse smarmy little. You'd like to smack him sometime. This is going to be. A, this is a recipe for some intriguing conversation, particularly in light of recent events. I think so too. It happens at eight o'clock uh, when Mr. Prager arrives here. Don Dix filling in for Jennifer Horn. We talk often on this morning answer broadcast about planning smarter and living better. Don, you've heard us say that before, right? Plan smarter, live better. Absolutely, I have, and it must be David Ortiz with Ortiz. And- advisors exactly let me tell you another and that's an actual story about david ortiz a woman called him not because she needed an investment advisor she had a good one but when it came time to turn her investments into income he didn't know how to do that well she wanted to make sure that with six hundred thousand dollars that she'd saved coupled with oh some small pensions and social security which of course everybody's gets that she could replace her income So it turns out David was not only able to replace her income, but 20 years from now, she's actually going to have twice as much as she started with. So income replaced, principal doubles, $1.2 million in addition to her replacement income. That's what planning is all about. Now you must be asking yourself, because I'm asking myself, what's your situation? David Ortiz of David Ortiz Advisors would be honored to explain your options for guaranteed income throughout your retirement. And I can tell you a lot of these options, we just don't learn about those. So you need to call David Ortiz at 844-584-PLAN, P-L-A-N. That's 844-584-PLAN, 844-584-PLAN, just in case you're just getting to your pen. And ask about David's upcoming free retirement workshops. Great place to learn this stuff. He's a friend of the morning answer, David Ortiz, and he works for you. 844-584-PLAN. Plan smarter, live better. 844-584-PLAN. It's your Friday morning answer at 717. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. So, Jen's in Hawaii, and while Jen's away, the Answer All-Stars play. All this week, it's Brian Whitman and Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and Michael Medved and Larry Elder. Good luck, guys. Thanks for joining us. It's finally a Friday on your Morning Answer. Oh, Whitney Houston, listen to the octaves. Listen to the range. Come on, girl. It feels strange to say the late Whitney Houston, but we all know of the tragedy, of course. But those words, sometimes the words of songs, uh, music, of course, uh, I like to call it the soundtrack of our lives. It is that. And hearing that might put you in a certain place with a certain person uh, at a certain time of your life. And your 
I, I know Don Dix in for Jennifer Horn here until Dennis Prager comes in at eight. I know I know the kind of guy you are and the kind of heart you have. And I know that when you see these images on television, as I see them, uh, that your heart breaks, as the president pointed out in his beautiful address to the nation yesterday. The nation's heart breaks for the people of Parkland, Florida, for the students at uh, Stoneham High School, for everybody there. It's just so unspeakably awful it is and we got a full measure of just how this community was impacted from the uh, mother just expressing her frustration and anger to uh, father talking about how his daughter was the life of the party to students reflecting on a football coach who literally put himself in the path of bullets to save and protect other students. And earlier we were talking, we, we played some audio. Where and we'll get back to that. We'll hear from uh, the mom in particular because uh, she is full of all of the emotion. She's full of anger. She's full of sadness. She's full of rage. She's full of uh, urgency, all of this. One of the things that really struck me about these students was how amazingly well-spoken and poised they were. You, we played audio of a young man named Colton earlier who was talking about his uh, the football coach that that died he's an rotc student and he covered 39 students with kevlar blankets uh, in the midst of that shooting and he's extremely well poised had amazing amazingly reflected on his uh you know somebody that he looked up to here's colton hobb a student there at the high school talking about the death of the beloved football coach free fees i saw him running towards the gunshots as soon as they had started to happen Tell me about Aaron Feist. You, you can tell by looking at you, you were a football player. Yes, sir. I did the summer program. Um, we were lifting weights, and I couldn't do it with job and ROTC, but I still lifted, and I had a close relationship with Coach Feist. Very selfless man. He was very made sure that everybody else's needs were met before his own. Um, he was a hard worker. He worked after school on the weekends, mowing lawns, just helping as many people out as possible. Very friendly, approachable, and very selfless. So when you saw him running down that hallway to help, you thought this is just the kind of thing Coach Vice does. Absolutely, that's Coach Vice. He wants to make sure everybody's safe before himself. Uh, name, of course, is Coach Feiss, who saved, literally, students saved them by shielding them with his own body. This is Colton Hobb, who remembers his football coach as a hero. I heard that um, he had used himself to shield other, uh, I believe it was three females that were in the line of fire. He used his body to shield them. You told me you spent yesterday morning with Coach Feiss in yes, the sir. office. After second period, I saw him in the hallway and we walked in the office and I mean, we talked for like 20 minutes, just talking about normal stuff. How's work? What are you doing after school today? How's football going? That kind of thing. What's it feel like knowing Coach Feiss is gone today? He's definitely in a better place now. Um, I'm glad that he didn't suffer that much. It's sad because it's not gonna be the same without him at school anymore. Um, that's for sure. Um, football definitely won't be the same. Um, we're definitely gonna have to band back together as brothers and mourn his loss and pick up the pieces to try to rebuild our football team. That's Colton Hobb from Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. There is another piece of sound I want to play for you that we played in the first hour of the broadcast this morning. This is from a mother, uh, the mother of a 14-year-old girl who was shot and killed on Wednesday at school. Her name, the mother's name, is Lori Alhadef. I hope I say it correct, uh, correctly, A-L-H-A-D-E. Double F. 
She is the mother of a 14-year-old, and she is filled with anger, and you can hear that and you can understand that. And her anger is directed primarily at, at President Trump, and she wants to know why, why more is not being done uh, to make students safe at school. How? How do we allow a gunman to come into our children's school? How do they get through security? What security is there? There's no metal detectors. The gunman, a crazy person, just walks right into the school, knocks down the window of my child's door, and starts shooting, shooting her and killing her. President Trump, you say, what can you do? You can stop the guns from getting into these children's hands. Put metal detectors at every entrance to the schools. What can you do? You can do a lot. This is not fair to our families that our children go to school and have to get killed. I just spent the last two hours putting the burial arrangements for my daughter's funeral, who's 14. President Trump, please do something. Do something. Action. We need it now. These kids need safety now. A mother in Parkland, Florida, demanding action from President Trump after you heard her say, Don, just putting together burial arrangements for her 14 year old daughter who is uh, was murdered Wednesday at school. You know, there are headlines right now. Her anger is completely justified. Certainly. certainly. I I don't I'm not at all criticizing the object of her anger that she chooses to direct that, of course, right now to a sitting president who appears to be a bit of a lightning rod right now. You've got Jimmy Kimmel saying that the president is mentally ill. You've got a media that's blaming Donald Trump. Donald Trump is turning into the blame guy. Donald Trump came into a presidency and, you know, I want to keep the focus on this uh, horrific incident that unfolded on Valentine's Day and not get distracted with what he's been distracted. But to to lay this tragedy at the feet of a president who has assumed office and has at every turn been um, distracted by you know, Russia investigate. I mean, if he had been able to focus on all the things that he should have been able to focus on since day one of his presidency, maybe he would have gotten around to dealing with this issue. If if I may politely and respectfully, Uh, nobody that I know is blaming President Trump for what happened. uh, But President Trump is the person who is at the bully pulpit. Right. And after a school shooting, after school shooting, after school shooting, I respectfully say and ask my conservative friends, Uh, If not, President Trump, who leads our country, uh, leads our country in more than one way, if he will not carry the torch for better safety and security for the people of America and for students at public schools, well, then who will? Well, and I think that he did that. He uh, he 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 started that conversation. I guess what I'm referring to is is that the media has been on a little bit of a dis- disinformation campaign regarding uh, a uh, executive order that he is said to have passed, which made it easier for mentally ill people to gain access to weapons. Okay, as we continue here, morning answer for a Friday, 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 Friday. Don Dix in for Jennifer Horn coming up at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 
Yes. Believe it or not, Whitman and Dennis Prager from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock on Thursday, on today, Friday's morning. I got I get nervous. <laughs> yes. You intimidate me, you big stud. Yeah. Prager, please. It's 731. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horan. Jen's on her birthday vacation. So Whitman brought in the Answer All-Stars, Q Hewitt, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, and Larry Elder, taking on our lovable liberal. Good luck, guys. Just toss him an occasional softball. Are you Nicholas Jacob Cruz? Yes, ma'am. Okay, sir. You are charged with 17 counts of premeditated murder. I have something very important to tell you. You're charged with some very serious crimes. You have the right to remain silent if you give up that right at any time during this hearing. Whatever you say can and will be used against you in the prosecution of this case. That's the judge in uh, Broward County, Florida, yesterday reading charges to Nicholas Cruz, the shooter, the gunman, in the uh, shooting that happened on Valentine's Day. Don Dix is here for Jennifer Horn. And coming up after 8 o'clock, yes, it's no joke, Dennis Prager, part of the answer (laughs) all-stars. Dennis Prager comes in to do an hour of the morning answer with moi. And uh, we don't know how that's going to go, but I guess we'll find out. I mean, it, as long as he shows up, we'll find out how it goes. I Because Lord knows I'm not leaving. I see your coach has put a chair in the corner of the room. There's a bucket there with a sponge and a towel and some uh, Vaseline. Is this is this the prep for the, for yeah. the showdown? Well, I have a cut man. I have a cut man. And uh, it's kind of like <laughs> I have a I have a, a, a Burgess Meredith-like Mickey from Rocky uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, you know, go get him, a witchman. There you, you know, go. That we'll be ringing bells and all that. But Dennis and I actually have a fraternal relationship that we've had for years. I mean, going back, I don't really know Dennis very well. I've never had a meal with Dennis. Never. That needs to change. I've I've known him for 20 years. And um, I think he disliked me pretty intensely when he first met me. I think that's true. I'll ask him after 8 o'clock. And I think that dislike went away. And I think there's a little affection now. So beautiful. We'll, we'll find it's a beautiful, touching story. I will be here to document the entire thing yeah, on. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll, right. we'll put. Yeah, we'll put it on Periscope. There you but, go. Yeah. Okay. Eight five five seven eight five eight two five five. President Trump planning a trip to Parkland, Florida, to go to uh, Stoneham Douglas, the high school where the shooting happened on Wednesday. Our number is eight five five seven eight five eight two five five. Rick is on the morning answer. Rick, thanks for holding in. I know there's a lot of people want to react. We want our reactions to be appropriate in tone, et cetera, because we're so sensitive to what happened on Wednesday. Thanks for holding, Rick. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. I want to send my condolences to uh, your partner today for having to put up with you. But uh, I love you every morning. You uh, know well, that. you know that. But yeah, so Don, you, you, you accept? You accept? I do. I accept the condolences, and uh, it's actually fun. Brian and I have a great time between the breaks. What you guys don't get to see is how Brian and I get to share uh, aspects of our life and how similar some of our experiences in life are. Yes, and also how different some of them are. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. I'll tell you what I, I think. I think that President Trump, I think this mother is right. I think President Trump should pass an immediate executive order, effective immediately, that every school in America, or they lose their funding and accreditation, should have an armed principal. Every, every school should have one armed principal or vice principal and one armed security guard. The reason why these school shootings happen is because crazy people know 
they know for a fact that they will be unopposed. Well, the question, walk on. the question becomes, Rick, well, and also the walking on is a problem. No one should be able. We had that locally here in Southern California. I can't remember the school, darn it, just a few months ago, if not a few, a few months ago, perhaps, where uh, the guy walked in. He was having trouble in his relationship. He killed a student and he killed uh, the woman that I believe he was married or divorcing. But he just walked right into the classroom during the day. There's certainly, my friend Rick, on the phone, you're right, a problem with the security when. Uh, Do you remember what happened in? the valley years ago a retired israeli army he was a security guy in his 80s yes i do remember he, that story and it was tragic but what he did and, and he put and he put his life on the line and i believe he died but he stepped in front of a guy that that wanted to shoot out i, I think there was even a nursery nursery school age kids stepped in front of him and when the guy pulled a gun and started shooting the security guard and he was trained former mil, uh, israeli uh, military yeah right um Pulled a gun and saved every one of those kids. Tragically, lost his life. And I think after that, I don't think there was a, you know, that that there wasn't a, a, mm. an issue like that. But now these guys know. You're right. Well, the question they becomes: to be able to walk. I'm a coach. Well, I'm well, a the, coach in these campuses. You can't walk onto the schools that I'm in. I understand that. The question becomes, though, Rick, and that's a great call. Thank you, Don Dix. If the teachers and the principals or the vice principals are all packing which is what the caller suggests would be a good idea, or at least, the, as he said, the principal and the vice principal and a, th- a third security guard with a gun. If a principal is, is charged or the person who is concerned with the security of the school campus and not the education or the curriculum or the academic uh, progress that hopefully their students are making, if the teachers are charged with holding weapons and keeping their classrooms physically safe, they will be distracted from the main goal that my whole life has been for a teacher to educate and to make progress in that academic area with students. You understand my response? I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't know that they're mutually exclusive. You're saying that the teacher can't focus on teaching at the same time that they're, um, you know, packing? I think it might be a distraction. I, 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 I think of me, for example, and I think is I think that I actually been told that I think I would be a pretty good teacher. Mm. But I can tell you something. If I had a, a gun in, in my on my waist, I'd be real nervous. I know me. Well, and I and I, and I think they, it might. Uh, oh, so then you say, OK, Whitman, then you're not a teacher. Big deal. Who cares? Somebody what, else about, will do what about if some of these people are uh, former military, former uh, sworn officers, police officers yeah. or sheriff's deputies that now want to step into the education business? They've got experience with that. And so it's almost second nature for them. Yeah. Question becomes, oh, we'll take our break here. Is the primary role of the teacher and the principal to be an educator or a security provider? I mean, this is really what this comes down to. I think they can be both. All right. Don Dix is in for Jennifer Horn. It's the morning answer. Dennis Prager comes along at 8 o'clock. It's 746. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. So, Jen's in Hawaii, and while Jen's away, the Answer All-Stars play. All this week, it's Brian Whitman and Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and Michael Medved and Larry Elder. Good luck, guys. 
Oh, my goodness. Thank you to Michael Medved yesterday for doing the Morning Answer. He did a fine job and got very high marks from the Morning Answer listening audience. Don Dix has been here, was here yesterday and here today, too. Uh, and you always get high marks uh, of the world-famous Jen and Don broadcast on AM 590 every evening at 6 o'clock. Honored to be included with you today. Well, I'm honored to have all the all-stars dropping I by. Know, right? Now, at 8 o'clock, that is in, oh my, that's in nine minutes from now, the uh, answer all-star of the next hour will be, oh yes, Dennis Prager. <laughs> yes, uh, Dennis Prager and yours truly, Brian Whitman, on the morning answer for an hour beginning at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Come on, don't. I know the idea of it is funny, but just come on, pull it together. Next week, Hugh Hewitt is scheduled to do it. Now, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to say it once, and I'm going to be brief. I'm hearing through sources that I trust that Hugh Hewitt might be a no show, that he might not even show up because, you know, Hugh is intimidated by me. You know that, Don. Everybody knows that. He calls me to argue with me, and I think he feels when he's around me, he feels. Intimidated by, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm hearing that Hugh Hewitt will be a no-show, that he's running scared, that he will not show up on the broadcast uh, next week. I hope that's not true because Lord knows I'll be here, but uh, I'm hearing, are you also hearing whispers in the hallway that Hugh Hewitt will not show? I, you know what? There is that potential. I have heard some of the things that he has said, and I think that the sort of the gauntlet has officially been sort of laid down, placed upon the mat. Very well said. Our number is 855-785-8255. On a much more serious note, President Trump is going to travel to Parkland, Florida to visit there with the victims and the family members and the first responders and the faculty and everyone at Dorothy Stoneham or Stoneham Douglas High School. Our number is 855-785-8255. Crystal in Redlands, welcome to the Morning Answer. We're having some reactions here. Uh, Hello, good morning. Good morning. and uh, I love you guys. I listen every day. Well, we thank you for that. Aren't you sweet to say that to us on a Friday, too? How are you? I'm doing wonderful. This this is one of those stories that's just impossible to watch, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's so heartbreaking. And um, I um, actually have limited myself to watching and listening to a lot of it. But um, yeah, it's very sad. Your thoughts on the conversation we were having a moment ago about the security in the classroom. Should that that be the teacher be in charge of security in the classroom? You know, I'm not too sure about that. However, um, I really feel that there are so many qualified retired police or veterans that would love to take care of um, uh, securing our schools for our children. True. I, I think there's so many out there that would just w- would love to to help out with doing that. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, Crystal Agreed. raises a great point, Donna. A school is a place where you would think in this, in 2018, you'd see security guards everywhere. Look, and you would be surprised right here in the Valley at schools you can just walk right into. Air marshals are a reality uh, in, a, in air traffic today. You don't know if an air marshal is on a particular flight or not. But I don't think there's been a hijacking since they locked the cockpit doors and put air marshals on planes. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Well, I agree with you. The idea of a flight marshal, of an air marshal on flights is not only is it a sound idea, but it seems to be sound policy. So maybe we need a school marshal. 
Here's Zachary in Riverside on AM 590, of course. Thank you to everybody waking up on AM 590 as well as AM 870, The Answer. Hi, Zachary. Go right ahead. Hey, uh, thanks, Brian. How you doing? That's fine, um, sir. I just want to say as a, a lifelong Republican, adult lifelong Republican, um, you are by far one of my heroes because of your truth and honesty. Now, um, let me give you some of that. Um, the Republican Party, at least the conservative wing, and the president definitely bears some responsibility for what's going on because uh, President Trump has cut funding to every aspect of gun control. He's cut funding to the NICS. He's cut funding to the database to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to look into people's um, history of violence and domestic violence, um, considering the guy, who, remember the guy who committed the shooting in Texas and shot up that church? Yes. Uh, the, he would have got caught if the funding wasn't cut to the domestic violence background checks by millions of dollars. Okay, Zachary, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, one, one, and I appreciate the kind words for me. I want to make it clear that I have never blamed President Trump for what happened in Florida on Wednesday and never would blame President Trump for what happened on Wednesday. However, I do believe that all public officials, whether they be Democrats, Republicans, whomever they are, if they're not looking very closely at this ongoing problem uh, that is... Uh, exacerbated it seems year after year and trying if they're not trying to earnestly and honestly think <coughs> excuse me think of ways to remedy this problem then they are derelict of their duty mm. is there anything more important than finding out a way to make sure this type of thing doesn't happen to our children in school Look, I think that I, I no, and there, it, yeah, this, it, this is important. And I noticed there was a, there was a caller, by the way, a moment ago that was talking about how easy it was to get into a school in Irvine. I happened to when my when my daughter was playing volleyball, we she was playing a uh, a Jewish uh, school in Irvine. That entire facility was locked down twenty four seven because for, they live for, with the reality right. of good. that threat against the Jewish. Uh, people well, and the anti-Semitism they deal with. So you, yeah, I mean, you had to be buzzed into that, literally buzzed into that school, and there hasn't been a problem at that school. Eight five five seven eight five eight two five five. Here on the morning answer, Mark in Bellflower. Let's squeeze in another here, Dennis Prager. Right after eight o'clock here on the morning answer. That should be a fun Friday hour. Hi, Mark. Thanks for holding. Hey, thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. Just real quick. Uh, for all the people who say that funding, how are we going to fund these security guards, these armed security guards and the metal detectors, just think, just think about it. The last several uh, school shootings that we've had, the lawsuits alone would probably take care of the security for the next decade. Sure, and if you think we don't have the money, just think of it as a sliver of the defense weapon spending that exactly. was submitted exactly. last week. You know what? All, all we have to do, President Trump, if you're listening... <laughs> Just just don't order one missile, one just one less missile, and that'll take care of school security for the next decade. All right, there's Mark with a good call from Bellflower. Don? There's a very good point that he's making here. One of the things that several different sheriff's departments have found is that by equipping their sheriffs with body cameras, the lawsuits went way down. It literally paid for the body cameras and then some. Yeah, because it uh, prevents the liars from bringing their phony lawsuits. Exactly right. So preventative. So it's... It's a great point, you know. Yeah, we appreciate that very much. Coming up here, morning answer. It's kind of the morning answer, uh, answer all stars spinning that wheel. Don Dix has been nice enough. We, uh, name came up, Don Dix, and he showed up to serve. Uh, we have Dennis Prager. 
I'm looking at that clock, <laughs> and it's supposed to be the 8 o'clock hour of Dennis Prager with yours truly, Brian Whitman. Uh, next week's going to get spicy, too, with Hugh Hewitt, but I, I can't— Who may pro- not show, according to what but you're hearing. This, well, this is what I'm hearing, and I'll leave it to Hugh to respond. Uh, I'll leave it to Hugh to call and correct the record, but I'm hearing from some pretty good sources that he's running scared, that he's sort of afraid to appear with me for obvious reasons, Don. Isn't you that understand. great? It, I, I, can un- I can totally understand it because, you know, Hugh, sure. he's a rapid fire. Knows how to interview. He's he's going to bring it. So I hope that you know. I hope your coaches in your corner are getting you rubbed down and prepped for that. Yes. Well, thank you. I don't know about all the other stuff you mentioned, but I'll be here. And thank you, my friend. Always great to spend time with it's you. Great to be here with you. All right, Prager is on the way. It's the morning answer for a Friday. <laughs> it's eight o'clock.